Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Harbor Marine, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MyNorthwest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com. Of course, the venerable the Outdoorline.com with blogs, podcasts, and pictures of Joey Pyburn peeking from behind a little muley buck. That's not a little one. That's a good one. Here. Uh, it's got four points. It does. It does. Uh, we had uh, we had four of the point people from Hilleberg Tents on the boat yesterday, and that was a hoot. Gang, if you haven't experienced this coho run, then turn off your radio right now. Stop whoa, listening. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, Stop. No, 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 no. Plug. Put. We well, got to get put the headphones bite. in. Oh, keep oh. the radio show on. Oh. Run Wait. to the truck. Then turn the radio show back on. Oh, that's right. Then go get in your boat. Have a radio on the boat. We're wireless. To, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, what a fun day! And oh, you know, man. Nelly, it wouldn't be such a fun day for us if you and I went out there with. Four folks from Hilleberg Tents, and they were just like, mm, yeah. "This is kind of boring." <laughs> they like their energy level just elevated everything on the you know the whole well, day was fantastic. It was like the fishing is amazing. Those coho are fat and lively, and they are snappy right now. And the Puget Sound is full, oh, full of them. So, so, and, and we've been hammering the heck out of this, but I'm, I will belabor the point that. That we we're, we're fishing, you know, a couple downriggers chasing marks in the water column. But you know, again, you can't see fish that are out to the side of you just the way your your sounder works on your boat. And now that's why we fish a shotgun rod out the back. And the strikes on those, which and the shotgun rod, basically, dude, it's a mooching setup. It's yeah, all it yeah. is. Pe- people, all it is. people, I've had a lot of questions. Yeah. What is this shotgun? Yeah. What you guys have a shotgun on the boat too? Um, well, yeah, but it's <laughs> it's uh, different. Yeah, yeah. Shot, shotgun rod is basically Listen, the any Coast Guard rod, comes up to you. You need no. Any rod you can run off the back of the boat yeah. with just a weight or, you know, Hooks and weights, it doesn't folks. have to be bait. It could just be a, a spoon back there, but we're running bait. Oh, wait, Mr. Ray's bait. You can't well, it could it. be whatever. It just could be. It out the back of the boat, not on a downrigger. What what did I bring? <laughs> I brought You brought fresh, a flyer. Yeah, you brought, yeah. I brought so, fresh herring. So Joey's processing bait, and I go, dude, you, you, you got to bring us fresh bait for Friday. You just have to do it. And in my fish pea brain i'm thinking about when i put my head on the pillow on thursday Nelly texts night, me like go, late at night go, like hey you, you, you didn't you, forget the fresh herring did you so there is such a profound difference between fresh bait and you know and and stuff that's i mean the frozen stuff works fine that's great but the gold standard is fresh and and you rock salted these things every single one of those we put down got hammered and then and then you you the on the rare occasion where you didn't get bit right away or you thought you didn't because you didn't see a strike and you brought your bait up to check the boat here's three or four silvers underneath the boat just chasing yeah yeah it's pretty cool to see you and, know and we landed what? small fish with herring coming out their mouth and stuff it's dude it's crazy it's yeah it's, you you it's landed a fish, you landed a fish that had your white hoochie and it had like just three quarters <laughs> of a herring sticking out of its mouth. <laughs> They're plugged. I mean, there's so much bait out there right now. Well, and the and quality big of these fish. I mean, 
you're carving them. I'm looking over the table. You know, I, generally we get back at the end of the day. Joey's so fast, he cleans all the fish, and you know, it's I, I'm the I'm the boat guy, and so I'm putting stuff away. And, but I'm looking over your shoulder, and the belly thickness, which is a term I've never really attributed to coho before, but the belly thickness on these fish is just simply amazing. And on the and they're they're. Dude, they're eating so well. I've been eating a lot of these things. Oh, and they taste phenomenal. I told you when I got we got in here this morning, I was like, dude, I could eat it every day yeah. fresh. I mean, it's yeah. just so good. Well, I've tested that. I I worked in a field camp, you know, I was waiting for Fisher's Research Institute, UW, you know, back after college or during college. And, and we ate it every day for 35 days. Yeah. And never got sick of it. I yeah. mean, I mean, but that then that was sockeye, but but these coho are so plump. Full. It's they're they're amazing critters, man, and 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 I have not seen. So I remember, you know, and and of course this week marked the twenty third annual of nine eleven, right? You yeah. know, two thousand one, and um, they're twenty two years, and and so and, and I remember that year. I mean, profoundly. I'm as a young firefighter in Seattle, and and you know those thoughts and memories will never leave me. And, but. Um, just the coho fishing back then, it's the best I've seen since then. 20 years, dude. Mm-hmm. 20 years I've not seen coho fishing like this. And and it's not just here. It's, it's you know, up and up and down the coast. Um, interestingly enough, we're having Dean Work on the show um, the second hour. Dean Work, GreatRiverFishing.com and the Fraser River. He works a, a, a lot with DFO Canada and has a long history um, on the Fraser, and he says the same things. Interestingly enough, in the blog, and you pointed this out to me, one of the things he attributes the rebound in the Fraser in particular is the removal of fish farms from the Sunshine Coast, in the waters inside Vancouver Island, um, just because you know they every single juvenile that swims by these these pens attains a parasite whether yeah. or or internally or externally well and you just think about ones. the amount of waste that comes yeah. out of those and, and i remember it's been maybe three maybe five years ago i won't i there was an overlay on a map and there was hundreds yes. of yes. those floating fish farms um you know on the inside of vancouver island actually all the way around uh the island itself so yeah they've they've pulled some of those things out and Magically, guess what? Yeah, the fish come back. The, yeah. wild, the, the wild fish in particular. So, you know, again, it's just, you know, it, you, everybody, a lot of the people uh, managing our fisheries in this day and age want to address the low-hanging fruit that is sport fishing and recreational angling as being, you know, one of the main um, restricting factors on our on our fisheries. And it is just one of the worst falsehoods ever perpetrated on the citizenry. I mean, you know, again, by... By Noah's own research, the, go go Google the Chasco paper, Brandon Chasco, where he he, he in, in in a forensic analysis he he proved that seven times the human harvest are are taken by pinnipeds, mm-hmm. right? So we you know, and that's something that we need to we need to address as well. So if we handle a pinniped deal, we handle some avian predation, we, re- we reduce these fish farms. Guess what, gang? You know, look, look, look what happens. Look There'll what be happens. more fish for my belly. Yeah, there you go. Now we just need a snowpack to get on top of it. Man, and I don't see, I don't see a rain in the 10 day. I don't even see a rain in, in, in some of the, you know, I mean, I hope it does rain from now and then, but when it does. You know does, what's going to happen. So, oh, dude. 
Uh, I got I got my muzzleloader elk season coming up here, October seventh, oh, yeah. and I'll bet you it's going to rain then. <laughs> that's, that's all. That's all. Joe. Joey just needs to plan a hunt, <laughs> and it'll start raining. There's no question about that. But yeah, so phenomenal. And now you know this this run of humpies now has has definitely moved into our lower estuaries and our rivers for sure. I mean, yeah, you look at just about any shoreline on Puget Sound, and then there's guys tossing buzz bombs and getting getting bent. Yep. Yeah, and we're not we're not really encountering them anymore. Um, you know, out out and around we, the we, sound, we haven't seen they're, one they're over a lot, week. Yeah, and but all you got to do is travel. You know, like maybe towards the mouth of the Snohomish, uh, actually up towards the mouth of the Stilly. Tons of pinks still on the shorelines and still in great shape. I talked to uh, Todd Daniels yesterday. Um, they had a big group of guides with a big group of, uh, of folks. They took out fishing, and the fishing in the lower Snohomish is just on fire. And Todd said still just big waves of fish pushing in, sea lice pinks in that lower system. And now guys can chase those fish up to the confluence, get a little bit you know more spread out. Yeah, no question about it. Um, it took a gut, gutted and gilled 11-pounder to win the Edmonds last week in 5000 bucks. That's a that's a fourteen fifteen pounder gang and 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 the rate these guys are feeding and the Ever Coho Derby again you're gonna need a you're gonna need a fifteen sixteen pounder to win that ten grand next Saturday next Saturday next Sunday yeah I'd, I'd guess so it's it's got to be I mean it's gonna be at least that you know four thirteen fourteen fifteen pound fish to win that Derby it'll be interesting to see what what somebody drags in there man there's just so many coho out there right now. Somebody's going to tie into a, a a real you know a real pig. Oh, there's no question. Make sure you jump on evercohoderby.com. Uh, Tons of great prizes. The 30th year of this event, kind of a kind of an angler's rite of passage, if you will. And of course, tickets are available. All the usual suspects: Sport Go Outdoor Emporium, uh, Harbor Marine, Bayside Marine, John Sporting Goods, uh, Holiday Sports, and 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 a few more. You can also go to evercohoderby.com and get your tickets. Again, that's next Saturday, the 23rd, 24th. Don't forget about the 20th, which is this Wednesday, the Get Wired with Cannon promotion and Connor Martinez's seminar at Harbor Marine. That whole thing starts at 8 o'clock, excuse me, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, you get to meet Woody. Yep. You get, to, you get to meet our Woody, Woody Woods. He is You'll just, never forget no, you won't. Woody's laugh. No, he is an absolute dandy. And, and uh, so he'll be, he'll be running, that, uh, running that trailer and getting, getting everybody at least a couple hundred feet of wire on their can of downriggers. Do not bring those awful plastic Canadian downriggers to this event because you're not going to get any love at all. Just got to have a cannon on there. We'll pounce on you. We will. Uh, so next, also next weekend, or excuse me, no, tomorrow – um, Lil Paul Johnson, LPJ, is uh, got a little uh, got a function going on in Cedar Woolley. Very, very interesting. It's the Fish Foundation, fysh dot org for your sanity and happiness. Cedar Woolley, um, LPJ's uh, a guy that we've been working with for a long time. He actually works with Ford. He's he's uh, and uh, you know he's a guide locally here, but he's got a real interesting foundation he wants to talk about. And also, he's got a new film called Visibility. That's gonna that's going to debut at the FFFF, which is the Fly Fishing Film Festival. So mm. so there we go. LPJ at six twenty five. Then let's see if it's a massive monster snot blocker year at buoy ten on Chinook. Where are those fish going? Where are they right now? Where's it? Where could they be? I don't know. Right, where well, could they be? Well, let's ask Austin Moser at seven o'clock. Austin knows exactly gonna, where they are. He is absolutely going to be. 
uh, in the Hanford Reach. And so, uh, so our good friend Austin Mosier, who uh, is is not quite done yet, okay, he's he's got about another. I I talked to him the other day, and he's just like, dude, <laughs> I need to go hunting. <laughs> He's got a month left of his season. He usually he fishes until hunting season. Yeah, and then he wraps <laughs> and it up. He and he's had an amazing fishing season, and, and it's it's going to continue up there because there are a ton of fish headed for the reach. 866-979-3776. That is a text toy powered by Yamaha Outboards. 866-979-3776. It's also the Reverse Chon Hotline by Wellcraft Duckworth. Load up that text toy, or we're going to talk about... Trailer bearings. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to. I'm going to. Oh, I know you are. I'm going to vent about my trailer bearings next here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line. Matt Nelson running the board back there. That's Joey Parber and I'm Tom Nelson. Pour a cup, stick around, uh, and you can listen to me cry about my trailer bearings. So I, I, I thought I was being, you know, Gordy Good Guy, so smart, you know, and... and bringing my trailer in, launching the boat, getting it in there. I thought, all right, this is just going to be precautionary, right? You know, after having the the thing serviced in the in last winter, right? Mm-hmm. You know, again, you know, should have done it and not had the bearings sitting in salt water, stuff like that. So I get it in, take it into Bickford, and they go, they call me, and they go, dude, all of your bearings had salt water. And I'm like, no way, man. You just, you don't know what goes on in inside there and if you're looking at the outside hub like I always do I mean I don't crawl under my trailer and look at that inside look at the mm-hmm. look at the seals but but it, it it seems to me like it was getting in from the inside so I I'm telling you man get your trailer to Les Schwab get your trailer I have never taken a trailer into anywhere and had the and, and had the guy say yep hey it looks you're, good you're, you're good to go you were good you know ever I've never had a beast, bad piece of halibut and I've never opened up a trailer boat trailer that was you know, it was good. The, the grease wasn't blown out or oil bath or whatever. So I'm, I'm telling you, get that get that stuff done. Get that stuff done. Go take it to Bickford. Take it to Signal Trailer on I-5 there at Dagmar's or or get it to any of your local Les Schwab's. But you, yeah, the last thing you do. want to do is be heading to the Everett Coho Derby and have your bearings go out, and then you're sitting on the side of the road. So um, let, let's talk a little bit about Derby Day details because the biggest derby in the entire west coast of the United States is the Everett Coho Derby, and it happens next Saturday. So you do not want to be caught with your pants down, with your trailer bearings blown out, or mm-hmm. with ratty leaders and dull hooks. you got to take everything you could possibly take care of. You need, you need, you need that done, right? So, man, you, from your batteries to your gas tank, you know, check your oil, all that stuff. Make sure mechanically you're sound. And then once, you, once you're there, then go through your gear, man. How— are you a are you a top shot guy like like us that we run running running spools of a braid and then have mono on top of it? You've been running it all season. Maybe time to do the top shots. But, yeah, or but, you've been out fishing a bunch like we have, and you've been running the same you know flasher hoochie setup, and you haven't swapped your leader out, and you've caught forty coho on it so far. It's Derby Day, dude. Time for a new leader. Like, I, like just freshen everything up. I mean, you you see what I do every day, man. I take it, it, I'll have a leader that that it gets ratty, or I lose a couple fish on it. Gone. See ya. But you do. I, you're a little extreme. I am. You're a little on I the am. Extreme but side but the one. other thing too is one of the things we kind of didn't talk about about the hoochie and the insert. And and Bob Buchanan and I, Bo Mac, were talking about that this this week. 
it, and and you know, I I learned this a long, long time ago. You know, from you know, one of my thirty years in Sitka, talking to a commercial troller. Uh, I talked to Jabron White, who works for Nutka Marine Adventures and, and a very well known angler in British Columbia, and he is a big, big advocate and and knows it makes a huge difference to have a specific color bead stack inside your hoochie. Okay. For Chinook, you want kind of a white and chartreuse bead stack. But for for, Chin- for you, Coho you in particular, you, you need want, a little color. For Coho in particular, you need a few red beads. Yeah. In there. And th- those little and things make huge big differences. Difference. It Definitely. does. Because I slowed down at, at one point and I looked at my, and I, and, I had, and I had a Chinook bead stack in there. And so I swapped it out real quick, and then it was wham, 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 wham again, right? So, so now is that anecdotal? For one day, it is, mm-hmm. but but over the course of several years, and some of the things that I've noticed, so that's just you know kind of another wintertime blog. I'm I'm going to go ahead and write, but uh, you know, and then and then uh, so eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six from the two hundred six. Sometimes I'll switch my shotgun rod to a nine weight with a sink tip and a streamer. Thirty pulls does the trick. That's funny. Because you brought that little travel fly rod, which is probably going to come out to play tomorrow on the boat, and and you had an interesting shotgun rod conversation with the winner of the Edmonds event yeah, last week. So, so my buddy Mike, uh, he he's the one who won the Derby. Mike is an East Side guy. He doesn't spend a whole lot of time over here, uh, and and when he does, he fishes Area Seven. East Side, where he's Pasco, Pasco, Washington. That'd be, so, the, that'd be the Tri-Cities on the Columbia River yeah. gang. You just, you just let all you Peterson anglers. You just you got, got beat you up got by an east side guy. <laughs> Pasco beat down. But he is a, he's a great angler. Um, Ginger Fisher on Instagram is his handle. And, oh, and he's a redhead? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and he, uh, so he came over. I, I talked to him after he won the Derby, and I was like, so what did you do? And, and where did you fish? So he came over. He fished possession, but... He fished north of the northeast side, so gotcha. trolling the gotcha. inside yeah. there, kind of over by himself, away from the crowds, and he caught that fish on a shotgun rod. Now, he wasn't running straight bait. He was running more Columbia River gear. So he was running an inline short bus flasher to, you know, a spinner, uh, more more Columbia River gear, right? Which So you think about that. Like I said earlier in the show, you don't have to necessarily run a cut plug or a whole herring back there. Just get something back there. Have something floating around in that twenty, that top 20 feet of water. And how often do we see those fish? Like, So if I have a cut plug out there, it's out there, I'm running my gear. Every like five minutes, I'll just crank it in to where I can see the cut plug. There's almost always fish in that top zone just following your gear. So... You know, put something out there. Yeah. You know, for put sure. A, put a, for sure. Put a dipsy diver, throw something <laughs> back there. Cause that, that, those shotgun rods have probably been at times more effective than our down. And they're gear. fun, dude. They explode. We you had, know? You, we had, we got the knuckle buster <laughs> the knuckle on there yesterday. <laughs> and, and, um, so Nelly has to, he has to turn it so that the handles, are out. Otherwise, right. one of our bait coolers, it'll just be like, pop, 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 no. you know, so it, it's 
turned out, so it's looking right at Petra's face, <laughs> the rod buries. <laughs> and she she goes to grab the rod, but then the reel is whipping around, Dude, you know, the and handles she, she kind of put her hands oh, back like, ah, what do I do? The handles were just a blur spinning yeah. backwards. And I go, grab the reel. <laughs> she goes, no. No. <laughs> it's classic. just so fun to it's have fun, that rod dude. back there. And, uh, and then, you know, it's, when you have those rods out there and you're at the end of the day, leave them. Mm-hmm. Don't pull those things in Just until the downriggers are up, all bingo. the gear is in the boat, the other rods are in the rocket launcher, leave them. And what I I even grab it and I just hit free spool and drop, start dropping it. And then I, I got bit right yeah. away yesterday doing that. And it, you, then you'll then you can convert right into just sit on top of and them. That's and, the, and, and that's the that's the key word is convert because th- when you have still September days. And by the way, I you know I I kind of think all right, it's Labor Day, it's freaking over. I keep forgetting how wonderful September is. Gorgeous. I, I mean, absolutely. The weather the weather's stable. You get no wind. You know, and you have all these fish and and. Uh, you know, it, but with no wind, it allows you to fish vertically, and and that's such a huge advantage, and, and something that we're going to do more of, particularly tomorrow. But when when you have folks that, that aren't tremendously experienced, it's difficult to talk them into a mooch and jig. But then maybe you have them back sometime, and then maybe they can do it. So yep. Anyway, all right, we're going to pop out of a quick break. Go log on to Fish Foundation F Y S H Foundation dot org. That's the website of our next guest, Leo Paul Johnson, next here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. FYSHfoundation.org. Check it out. There's going to be an event tomorrow at on the Skagit River, the Riverfront Park at Cedar Woolley, the East End Covered Picnic Area. That's such a cool location and a pretty cool event. And here to tell us all about it. Lael Paul Johnson, LPJ. What's going on, man? What's up, buddy? Hey, fellas. Hey, fellas. How, how are you doing? How, how's everybody going? We're doing great this morning, man. Tell us a little uh, bit about what you going you got going on. You got a lot going on. You got a lot going on. And, and, I got and, a, man, and, I, and, and I, I got not, a lot going on. And I not yeah. heard about this, the Fish Foundation, FYSHfoundation.org. What is it, and what are you doing? Okay, so uh, so with the Fish Foundation, let's start with uh, what is what does fish stand for? So it's F Y S H, and the F Y S H stands for for your sanity and happiness, right? Um, most of us that fish and hunt and do things in the outdoors, I mean, that's our main focus of why we're doing what we're doing. You know, that that provides us our own, uh, you know, mental health fix that we need to keep us going and you know manage our day to day lives. Whether this is something you do as a full time job like I do myself, or um, or you work at another job and you need to go out and, you know, get your breath of fresh air to, you know, to keep yourself uh, sane as you're going through life on a day-to-day basis through the week. So um, I was able to start a charity um, with the help from uh, from Ford. So there's this thing called the Bronco Wild Fund, and the Bronco Wild Fund supports, you know, outdoor-based uh, programs and charities, and they, they give out grants. And they asked me about a year ago, uh, you know, well, would you like to donate to, you know, a, a charity? And I was like, well... I would, but I don't, I don't have one that I'm specifically, like, involved with. Um, but I've always had this idea that I always wanted to start my own charity up in my big mouth, right? And I was like, oh, I'd like to do this. And they're like, well, if you start it, we'll give you the money. And I'm like, oh, man, okay, well, I better I better do this. You know, like, you kind of jump on that chance that life gives you when it gives it to you. Um, and it is, I'm busy as, as all heck, but, like, this is something I've always wanted to do and something that I wanted to, you know, help promote. 
And uh, I really felt it was something necessary, like myself going through COVID. I remember what it was like when they told me I couldn't fish, right? I lost my mind. I was like, this isn't, this isn't going to work, right? A lot of people felt that. And I felt that, you know, creating this charity to directly focus on promoting better mental health, you know, for people through outdoor, you know, events like fishing and hunting or just walking down the river is something that's really important to help, you know, underprivileged kids, veterans, like overworked healthcare workers, like a lot of people that really need that direction to figure out what they'd be able to do um, if they haven't found their own path. So that's kind of why I got that going. And, uh, yeah, well, man, that's, uh, we're having this big event tomorrow. It's, I, I, I compliment you on your vision with regarding this. LPJ because you, you know and we right. we see it on the boat with with folks that don't get on the water very often and and yeah. again you know, I've said yeah. it over and over and over you will not care about what you do not experience and when you give these right. experiences right. to people that don't normally or couldn't afford to do it you're opening up their world to to different possibilities and different experiences and there is a yeah. he, there is a healing component to being on the water oh, there's no question about absolutely. it absolutely yeah yeah yeah, I mean, that's just how, that's how I got here. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised in Kansas, right? And I came out to the Northwest, and I love being outdoors when I was in Kansas. But I came out here, and I literally changed my entire life to be a better person. I'm a better version of Lael being outdoors, and I've seen what it's done for me. You know, like I changed my whole life. Like I used to work in the hospital, working in surgery, sure. and I gave up a career in in a direction that I thought I was going being in the army you know, to be a full-time fishing guide and do what I do now. So, like, if that could do that for me, like, what can I do for other people when I'm directly focusing yeah. on just that task? And, well, and, I, and somebody gave me an opportunity, and I couldn't say no. And it's wonderful that it made you a better person because it's made me and Joey worse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I, you know, I, I love stuff like this, Lil, because this is how you change people's lives. You, you, yeah. you give somebody this amazing opportunity to go out and it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be fishing. It, you take somebody no. on a hike and they get to w- hike to the top of a mountain and look down at the valley and look at, you know, this amazing wilderness that we have to explore. You're right. And it, the, you see the, you see the switch bang. Well, and it's, you it, do, you it, do, you can, you can, vi- you can visually watch that yeah. moment in people. And that's why it was important when I, when I, when I, when I was thinking about like, well, what am I going to call this? You know, and like the acronym, you know, for your sanity and happiness, man, if you want to do it outdoors, I want to support it. Like rock climbing, fishing, walking down a river, like whatever it is, is like, I believe that being outdoors is very, very important. So I wanted to focus on that aspect of it. But like, you don't have to fish, man. Like that's not, you don't, that's my jam. That's what I love, but it doesn't have to be the thing for you. And I just want to support whatever you want to do outdoors. Um, if it's going to help you be a happier, better person, that's what I want to do. This is going to sound a little wacky, but but I've experienced it myself. It's the concept of grounding. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. you need to take. No, you, no, I've actually I've listen, heard a lot about you, this recently. You need to take off your shoes and walk in the grass. You need to stick your hands in Puget Sound, and and, and it connects you to the to the to the to the earth, right? And because we are so insulated from natural experiences in the in your everyday walk of life. You put shoes on, you keep them on all day. There's something that happens when you touch the earth, and the earth touches you back. Look at right? you, Nelly, growing so, up. I like that, bro. Well, I told you. I like that. Told you all this stuff's making me worse, dude. I, <laughs> I, I, I promise you that's the truth. So, so listen, I'll tell you what's not going to be good for your sanity and health is watching the Seahawks it, is watching the Seahawks in Detroit tomorrow. I, I am fearful of that. So 
So rather than watch this debacle of a football game that's about to unfold back in Detroit, what's going to happen tomorrow, Sunday the 17th, um, at, the, uh, uh, at the Riverfront Park in Woolley? So what, so what we got is we got we got a bunch of stations. So I got, I'm lucky I, I got a bunch of volunteers and, like, you know, my other board members. And we have stations that are set up um, to kind of help people understand. Like, we're starting with fishing. That's what we're doing the event for, right? And we're going to be able – we have stations for people understanding about, you know, about casting fly rods or casting a gear rod. I'm actually going to the river to be able to fish, um, being able to tie a fly, understanding more about, um, you know, the biology of the river from a WDFW representative – Chase Gunnell is actually going to be there. He's going to do that. Um, we have a sheriff there. We've actually, you know, sadly, we've had a couple of few, uh, you know, incidents on the Skagit River lately where a few people have lost their lives. So we have the sheriff that's going to be there from the boating unit that's going to, you know, teach us about, you know, properly wearing life vests and just kind of kind of really taking that <clears throat> that difficulty of, like, entering the fishing world because you need a law degree to read our regs. Um you know, and helping helping those people kind of get past that barrier and making it a little bit more accessible. So the event is open for everybody. This is not for a target group. I want everybody, experienced people, new people, people I'm just interested. I don't know what this is about. Just come to the event. At the event, that's where I am trying to define the, the, the target group that I'm trying to serve through the programs that are after the event, Okay. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm looking forward to. And uh, t- today I'm gonna. Um, today I get to play a little bit before go. I go out. I get to get to do a little bit of fish. So I got a. I got a first time salmon fisher. Uh, salmon fisherman with me. His name's Simon Jolly from Chris Jolly Outdoors from New Zealand. Wow. How cool. New Zealand. Yeah. He's uh he's a re- he's sitting right here with me right now. <laughs> Say hi, Simon. How we doing, boys? Yeah. All so, right. Uh, he uh. He hunts red stag and, and flyfish for Browns rainbows. Oh, about, dude! Some, uh, if you can, if you can swap somebody a humpy trip for a red stag trip in New Zealand, you are my hero forever, <laughs> dude. That know, would right, be, right, dude. Right, that right. you, you uh, that's you are a baller, man. There's no question. If you've never experienced the Skagit River in September. You need to go do it, especially during a humpy year. The river is alive, and you will become alive, yeah. too. Go check it out. Maybe even you want to donate, get involved, FYSHfoundation.org. LPJ, go get a, go get a humpy, dude. All right, guys. Thanks, All right, buddy. Bye, man. Thank Talk you. to you soon, dude. Take bye-bye. care. Have a good day. You, dude. All right, All right, coming up next, Raymarine Picks of the Week here for right smack dab middle of September right here. The Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Raymarine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Raymarine, simply superior. Specialists in providing freedom on the water. They've been providing recreational boating and light commercial marine vessels with the best in marine electronics for over 80 years. Raymarine.com. Some hunting going on out there. We got uh, archery elk oh, yeah. happening right now. Um been talking to a buddy, my buddy Ryan, who's up uh, chasing a bull around Skagit Valley. He's been on fifty stocks, roughly. He's been there since September first on that that special permit hunt, and those bulls have been they've been cowed up the whole time. So he's trying to sneak in on these bulls, and there's like you know between ten and twenty cows hasn't got a shot yet. They're they're not talking, won't come into calls. Um, the weather's been so nice, you know? So I'm hoping that a lot of you archery guys are unsuccessful because I have a muzzleloader tag and we get a little bit there of weather in October. Uh, we got youth uh, youth pheasant hunt today and tomorrow. 
um, on our on a lot of our local reserves here. So get your kid out, kiddos out there and get yourself a pheasant. Uh, we got the the Skagit Charity Derby going up in Bellingham Bay. Checked in with one of my buddies yesterday. They had five Chinook at mm. around noon, uh, three coho. I think they're currently winning the the boat uh, weight. Uh, there was 50 boats entered in that derby and only 18 fish checked in yesterday. So, man, that's, you know, you luck onto a nice, I think the biggest fish right now is 29 pounds, Nelly. Dude. Dude. Big fish. That's that, that's what just kills me with that Bellingham Bay deal, man. I mean, I mean, they don't get a pile of them necessarily. This early, been, early they this do. Year's early been they good, do. Man. This early, one's been oh, good. But did, and, did you see they got? We got another three days to fish the ditch. The Samish, yep. The Samish wow. gets. Uh, <laughs> they they extended it September fifteenth through the seventeenth. You know, here's one thing about that Samish. Those fish don't really push in there until like the last week of August, and then. The fishing was red hot for the first two about two weeks of September, and then they shut it down. Yeah, I know. Why? Last year they had sixteen (laughs) thousand surplus Chinook that went to dog. That went to cat. Yeah, dog and cat food up there. And this this year's forecast was over forty. I think over forty thousand Chinook returning to the Samish. So at least we got a little little bit of an extension there. Tuna still popping out at Westport. Holy cow. Big tuna this year. Just monsters. Know, a lot of like, you know, pushing averaging, 30. averaging yes. 20 pounds. I know, crazy. So if you if you still want to get out and get some tuna in your freezer, uh, it's been great out there. Get out there and do it now before the weather turns because it's going to go <laughs> it's south coming, out there. It's coming. If, if you look um, at, at the and, – and we always do. I mean, we look at an ocean, you know – pressure chart and whatnot and you see you see what's going on in the ocean right now you see that, that southeast alaska and the queen charlotte islands are closed for the season yes, baby it's over it's yeah i mean what do we see 14 feet at eight seconds right now on the coast i mean that is going to roil up the ocean and right now out of westport it's six feet it's six feet at six seconds yeah and and so that's that's like running the boat up a flight of stairs you know that's that's hard to get get much accomplished, but uh, but if you, you know. can pick a nice day and get out there, jump on with one of the charter boats out there, and go go uh, go experience some of this tuna fishing. You know, we have an amazing tuna fishery off the coast of Washington, and this year's been probably one of the best we've seen in probably five years. Um, other stuff going on, obviously, local rivers are open. The Stilly opens up tomorrow, I believe. Yep. yep. Um, you know, and, and and you know, we get we're getting a lot from the text from the two hundred six. What is the deal with the regulations? And you know, and and it's like we we sense your frustration because right now, yeah, we're in a situation where WDFW enforcement last Saturday wrote forty or fifty tickets. Okay, and I get it. There was a lot of guys, you know, doing stuff they shouldn't do. But as far as 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 making the regulations easy for understand. Easy for folks to understand. I mean, it's it's it, there's an aspect of customer service here that the public servants at WDFW have completely turned their backs on. There are different regulations right now, not just in Area 8, but there are different regulations in 8.1, different regulations in 8.2 that are different than regulations in 9. Area 6 has a different set than Area 7. Area 11, Area area 10 and 11 have different regulations than any anybody. Dude. Yeah, you really have to keep okay, keep but, up on the regs. But, and the way you do that is you have to go to the emergency rules. 
It, I know, but you look, you, so the app, the WDFW Fish Washington app, is completely incorrect. The website says something completely different than the printed regs. It's, dude, you you have different sources of regulatory information coming from WDFW that do not agree with one another. And yet, you know, the folks are asked to, you know, and I'm, I'm not out there advocating anybody to do, over limit or that kind of stuff. That's not what I'm saying, but... But it's if, confusing. It's for confusing. Folks. It's hard and, to keep track of all the di- constantly you know changing regs. Sometimes fathers just want to take the kids out and go fishing and enjoy something out there without having to engage legal counsel. Well, and, you know, just make it. Make, let's make it easier. But that's not the business that that WDFW seems to be in right now, and, and that's something that that we need to work on. Hopefully, work on together. With, with with WDFW, um, so uh, you, you know, and again, um, you know, since we are since it is Raymarine picks of the week, it also it just never ceases to amaze me, Joey, that you and I we spend so much time you know looking in the marine electronics and we get people on the boat and show them what they're seeing and what they're hooking and what what's now what's this what's that you know and and. Let their experience of of seeing the clarity of what we're seeing on those screens it all blows me away because we we take it for granted and they're like wow those are fish you know it's just it but and then using that information to just you know stay on the fish and 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 you know the the bait that we're that we're staying close to and but just the sheer numbers of salmon that we're marking this year mm-hmm. and and then to reel a piece of gear up and here's or land a fish, and there's two or three more swimming in right behind it. I mean, there is a biomass of salmonids in Puget Sound that we haven't seen in decades. No, yeah, I mean, just the massive schools of coho, and and like you said, Nelly, it's cool to be able to look at your marine electronics and know what you're what, what that is, what you're seeing on the screen, and and we know because we've been catching enough fish out there and, and checking their stomach contents. Massive amounts of krill right now in the Puget Sound. And underneath all that krill is a, a, <laughs> yeah. a bunch of different bait fish, small, immature hake, the, the pollock. The pollock or immature hake, seeing yep. those. We're seeing the krill in their stomachs directly. Yeah. We got they're, – they're, they're burping up herring as we bring them on board. We found anchovies in their guts. We found three different year classes of herring. Yeah, we're, we're up to like purple label now that we're seeing out there. And, you know, you think about what's happening is a lot of that krill, when you look out on those rips and you see all those turns, they're feeding on the krill that are on the surface. And obviously the coho are feeding on, on that krill also. But then there's the, the bait fish underneath that yeah. krill. So so this is a great conversation to have because, again, it, it, it escapes people's notice the species of birds that are working on the water and how those indicate to you the relative depth of the bait and the bait species as well. Okay, let's enlarge on this a little bit here. You just mentioned the terns. Terns and gulls are white birds, and terns will dip underneath the water pretty good. Gulls, they're not going underwater, dude, not very far at all. So when you see terns and gulls on the water, you you can infer that it's either very, very shallow herring, okay, but more than likely it's pink bait. It's it's shrimp, okay? And in Puget Sound, we hear you hear us say it all the time, euphosid shrimp is, is mostly, you know, what we're what we're seeing on the surface. And then everything else is gonna feed on those. But then when we see uh, rhinoceros oclets, 
or marbled mirrorlets or common mirrors, right? Those are little dark birds that that will dive, right? And and we we hooked one the other day and brought it on board, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 then I so I I unhooked them and just set them on the deck for a minute, you know, and he, he's looking up at us, right? So then I set them on the gunnel, you know, and and, and he took one look at us and poof, just dove overboard, never saw them again. But these dark birds are more comfortable underwater. Yeah. Than, than they are in the air. They're really not going to fly. Well, and that's where their food source, source is. They but, have to go down there to get fed. And they also have to come up and breathe before they can eat. Okay. Which so, allows you a, a, you get a glimpse. glimpse of what is actually down there. Bingo. And a lot of time we see them, they come up and they'll have three or four candlefish <laughs> hanging out of their mouth. And it looks, it almost looks like a, a, yeah. bird, a bird mustache. Yeah. Right? You know, seriously. But. That gives you a clue of what's down there. And so quite often the best imitation for that is, number one, a hoochie behind a flasher. But number two, again, that fly rod with a streamer or even a small hoochie and just let it bounce bounce on the surface. Now, if you're going to monkey around with a fly rod and the rest of the boat's on a troll, you have to assign somebody to that fly rod and just strip it out and say, listen, dude, this is your job, Okay. Somebody else gets a fish on, you got to reel that thing in. But strip it out, strip it out, strip and it out. And then when a coho grabs that six-weight fly rod, you better <laughs> hold on to your shorts. Yeah, so we're, we are definitely going to monkey with that tomorrow. But that's, again, anytime you can, you, you, you can use multiple techniques and convert a troll bite over to a vertical mooch and jig deal, it's kind of where it, that's kind of what it's all about. Well, in all of that that you just covered, Nelly, and um, yes, birds, and yes, we, turns, we, we, krill, we were just wiggling a new, a new Puget Pounder jig rod in yeah, the Starbucks parking lot before coffee this morning. Yes, we, we, did were. Do, we did do that. That will probably we're, we're going to go down and, and jump on the boat after the show and and, and give her a drink because she's almost out of fuel, <laughs> and uh, and we'll probably throw troll a jig on that new Puget Pounder rod and troll and the harbor. See how it we're going to troll it works. Yeah, we're going to work the Everett Harbor drift. But but uh, all of that stuff you just covered. This is a great time of year with all the salmon that we have in Puget Sound for people to get out there. Yes. Learn your yes. electronics. Learn what the birds are feeding on and what different right. types of birds are out there. And use all that stuff, and, and it's just going to make you a better angler as you move forward. And, and you know, it's not always going to be like this. No. The salmon no, it fishing is like, not always no, going to be like no, this. No, this is a humpy year. Take advantage. This is a humpy year that's collided with – on the heels of an amazing Chinook year and one of the best coho runs we've seen in a long time. Now, I, I hope and pray this is the new normal. This is a product of a bunch of different factors. It's never just one thing. It, it's a good series of snowpacks. It's favorable ocean conditions. It's the removal of fish farms up and down the, the Sunshine Coast in British Columbia. It's, all, you know, it's a whole bunch of great things. And, 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 you know, and we hope, it, we hope it's going to continue, but take advantage of it while it's here. Um, real, real quickly, while the, from the 206, hey, guys, can you tell me a couple of spots where to go this week for coho? First time, got a bunch of kids, want to get them fish. Can you give us a clue maybe where you're at? <laughs> you know, we can, we can tell you a bunch of North Sound spots if you're in the South Sound, and that's not going to help you. We can tell you a bunch of South Sound spots, but if you're a North Sounder, you know, let us know where you're at there, 206, and, and we'll, uh, we'll try to get you straightened out for sure. We'll, we'll tune you up. All right, so we have – okay. On the heels of what was nothing short of an amazing run um, on the Columbia River, all these upriver brights, they're moving to the central Columbia, also known, a.k.a. the Hanford Reach. Who is the Hanford Reach predator? Austin Mosier. Boom, pow. Joining us next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App.